0: You're listening to Love of the Links Golf Radio with your hosts Brendan Elliott, Bob Baldessari, Andy Hydorn, and Chris Ray. Okay,
1: okay. Welcome to Love of the Links. Um, this is season four, episode two, and we have some special guests with us today that that Bob's going to introduce for us.
2: Thanks, Andy. Are we sure we're on two? Or episode three or it's episode two, season four. <laughs> I miss I miss Brendan's intro. I think this is... <laughs> I know, right? he's our uh our compatriot, but uh we're gonna we're gonna take the show tonight. We we may or may not uh drop a couple of Patriots hints in only because our, our team's starting to do better. So I know Deb can't wait to get in on that. Uh, but it's really uh you know it's not too often we have on our show here um people that are changing the golf world in a dramatic way and so uh with us tonight are deb and erica bennett and they are the owners of orca golf bag company and they're, it's the only golf bag company in the world owned by women and we're going to talk about the golf bag but the bigger picture is the landscape of the golf industry and how deb and erica are trying to inspire others uh to, to be entrepreneurs to get into space and to help move the needle through i mean andy and i have grown up in this game we've been around Andy, you're really into entrepreneurship too with some of your latest ventures so um, there'll be a lot of uh, some similarities here but um you know at the end of the day you and i are middle-aged white guys and we look at the game and we've had some things that have come our way and and that's why i love uh, partnering and being um on the since I feel like I'm part of the team here with Deb and Erica and what we're doing at our Trident Golf Performance and Lifestyle Center, Reimagine Golf with Deb and Erica. So um, welcome, ladies, to the show.
0: Thank you. We're uh, we're happy to join you. Happy to yes, join you.
1: thank you for joining us.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And we're not two old white guys. <laughs> but... We are. <laughs> <laughs> well, two very handsome old
1: white well, guys. Thank you. Let's say thank that. You. Let's say thank that. you. Um, well, then, you know, how, much
3: did you, how much did you give him for that nice guy <laughs> <laughs> So th-
2: th- you know I wanted to, to start with a um, really fascinating story with uh, Deb and how really some of the impetus of this got going and uh, when you made the, uh, the the 17 yard story here, Deb.
0: Yeah, so uh, I I love telling the story and I'll I'll, uh, preface this by saying um, I'll tell my version of the story and then Erica will um, give you her version of it because she always says I leave out a lot of it, but I'll sort of give you the condensed piece of it. So um, I've been playing golf since I was in high school, which is many, many years ago and played collegiately and then went on to use business, you know, use golf as a business tool, which worked very well for me. And uh, I moved up in the technology field very quickly and um, became an executive and uh, led a lot of people. And I had an opportunity at one company uh, that I was working for. And, you know, it's still a very male dominated field and uh, I had to fight my way through it and um, I learned very quickly how to do that Uh, and I became a very strong person because of it but with that said I I had an opportunity I always believed that I could do anything I wanted to do I just had to believe it and uh, I made a decision that I was going to leave this company and I was in wasn't invited to play in the golf tournament they had Uh, it was a golf tournament they had had uh, for several years and and um, so, last minute, they asked me if I would play, and I agreed to it. And Hewlett Packard was a company I'd done quite a bit of business with, uh, several large contracts, and had a great day with them. And uh, went in for the evening festivities, and they had a putting competition, <clears throat> and uh, I didn't get a ticket to putt. I was part of the company and Hewlett Packard, the gentleman with Hewlett Packard did get a chance to putt and he didn't wanna putt, he wanted me to putt. So this argument ensued on who was gonna putt. Anyhow, I, I ended up putting to stop the argument. There were two gentlemen and myself who were selected. So we go out on the green. This is at the time when almost 600 people were there. We had the CEO, the board, everyone was there. So this was an opportunity for me to make a statement and to do it with a sport that I absolutely love. Um, Again, it was a chance, but it was worth taking. So they lined up the three of us to putt and we all had to choose a different position. Of course, there was money involved. And the first gentleman stands up to putt and you know what he does, he puts off the green. And then the second gentleman gets up to putt and he puts, of course, halfway down the green. So the whole time I'm telling myself, you know, I'm looking up at the crowd and I'm thinking this is an opportunity for you to make a statement and just to sort of say okay I did what I was going to do here and I'm moving on. So I picked my spot, and my spot happened to be uh, straight ahead I could see it and then it turned downhill left, and it was almost like I could just see it there was a, like a line on it. and. Um, I stood up, I put my putter down. I kept looking at it, kept looking at it. And my putt was actually 51 feet. And as soon as I released the putter, I said to myself, oh my God, I think that thing's gonna go in. (laughs) I wanted it to go in, but I really wanted it to go in. And it just as it made the turn, I knew it. And it dropped right in the middle of the cup. The place erupted. It must be what Tiger Woods feels like every time he makes a putt. I don't know (laughs) the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. Of course, everybody's running and so on and so forth. And um, they had to pay me 10 grand for that.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. On
0: top of it. But the thing is, uh, when Erica and I decided to start a company, we were trying to come up with a company name and everything we do has a story to it because stories is what's important in life right? It's all about stories, your own story. And Erica had said to me one morning, I've got the name of the company. And I said, well, what will the company be? And she said, 51 feet. (laughs) uh, Something like, and I said, "But that doesn't make any sense. She goes, yeah, but it needs to be around golf. And so a little time went by, we calculated 51 feet. That equals 17 yards. The name of the company is 17 yards golf. (laughs) that's right the whole idea behind it is you can believe if you believe in it you can make it work and we use that as the inspiration to start the actual company so that was the story behind that
1: that's awesome i'll
3: jump in at this point because (laughs) here she
0: comes yeah
3: that is her story but the bigger the, the bigger story that encompasses what um 17 years golf and Orca brand is about is you know even when you don't have the opportunities as long as you're given that opportunity, make the best that you have of it. And don't ever feel as if I'm never going to be that or I'm never going to do that. Even if the opportunities are not staring us in the face because I, 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 um, one of the things I do in my spare time is I give talk um, to, to, to young and, and older people about you know, finding their, their authentic voice and their authentic selves, but she wasn't invited. You know, it was a last minute thing. It wasn't planned, but given the opportunity, um, she was able to do it. So it's a part of the bigger story in the belief in yourself and finding that way or making one, which is a part of, like I say, the bigger story. Mm-hmm.
1: How, how long ago was this?
0: That was in 2013.
1: That's a wonderful story. Thank you. I love it.
0: It felt really good
1: oh I'm sure it did right
0: And, <laughs> and you know to this I mean, day people still remember it
3: yeah, the, yeah of the, course another, another piece of it is that uh, competition was going on for many years perhaps over 10 years nobody had done it before and nobody has done it since So she's the only one who's ever done that and again think about a, a 15 a, you know 71 yards huh you know 17 you see, yards yeah 17 yards.
0: It was long. That was a long putt. That was a that,
1: long. Yeah. The, the make percentage for that putt's under 3%, I would bet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then
1: you surround the green with 600 people and you yeah. only get one shot at it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Probably a little bit less than that, even.
0: And the one person who I really wanted to see it got to see it front and center. <laughs> and it really made the point I needed it to make.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I think it was a yeah, great statement and set the sort of like your, the vision going forward that, um, that you, you've wanted to do into the golf, uh, space and, uh, throughout the, the show, we need to drop in obviously the, the website, O R C a Orca hyphen golf.com because fantastic website. Uh, certainly a lot of information, a lot of great storytelling messaging there. And, uh, how did you come up with the Orca name?
0: Well, that's another story. (laughs) As a much simpler story. I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I've always liked orcas. I think they're incredible animals. Um, It kind of represents for me kind of the yin and yang of life and Erica actually goes into it a little bit more in depth and knows a lot more about the orca than I do but it is just a very very strong figure for us.
1: That it is.
0: And we're not your typical uh, couple that would get involved in golf. I mean, she comes from a different country. I come from a totally different background, very different views of life, and uh, had very different experiences. But to Erica, when she tells the story, you know, we all can live in the world with our own thoughts and and all of that and, and still enjoy um, um the orca enjoys the bigger ocean, but lives with the smallest fish. So we just we just want to be part of that. We want to be part of that. So she tells the story much better than I do, but I I really don't know where it came from. My fascination with them. I really don't.
2: Well, let's touch on Orca's you know, background too, because author, TV work, I mean, just a really, really varied, really amazing background. And then the, design, I mean, you're brilliant as as a designer, Erica, and you've got, you know, I don't know, sports figures using the bag out there and had said to you, do you think you can do this or that? And then you create something and they just, they're just speechless.
3: Mm -hmm. Thank you. I, I always um, preface everything by saying it comes from my mom. I, I, I'm, I, in my former years I, I was a, a TV um, presenter I did public relations and journalism I, I wrote I started writing when I was a little girl I, I've written and uh, published my first book so writing and, and storytelling and speaking was um, was a big part of who I was but I never I couldn't even draw stickmen when, when I was, <laughs> when I was young but again it wasn't it was again the, not having the opportunities and golf was a four-letter word that was not near my existence as a little girl because i was i was too busy trying to to study and read when i grew up we didn't have electricity we didn't have running water so i would be waking up at 5 a.m with my mom holding my hand in the dark with a little torch so my mom would make a torch from a paper in a bottle and she would actually put Mm -hmm. um, like kerosene oil which if it were today, they probably would arrest her for challenges. <laughs> there I was with a with a, with a torch walking to school because I was I was always focused on education and school and my aunt was a quintessential teacher, so um, reading and education was everything. So golf and sports was never a part of my reality. And but unbeknownst to me, I clearly had some talent that I didn't even know about until I um. I had finished my my colleges in in Jamaica and uh, work in the first uh, 10 years of my life, like I said, in PR and journalism and writing. And when I migrated to this country, the first time I hit a golf ball, uh, Deb was like, "Um, are you sure you've never hit that before? And I'm like, (laughs) never. And so it progressed from that to clearly having more talent than than the, the average uh, at golf, so it came very easily um, I, I at, at over 50, or oh, I'm closer to 60 than I am 50. And, and Bob Bob and Mike, uh, Mike texted me, uh, Mike is our colleague who played with us at TimberTech. And he said, did you know that your tee shot at 18 was 350 yards? And I'm like... No, oh. oh,
0: 250, 250 <laughs> yards, Erica. And, and <laughs>
1: Hey, don't ruin a good story. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was
0: 250 yards, which is
3: incredible. So,
0: so, so, that so is incredible.
1: It.
3: And, I, and I tell this um, now because were I given the opportunity as a little girl, who knows what I could have become, not only in golf, but in tennis. I, I was hitting you know, backhands like I was doing it from when I was born when I was in my 40s. And so the idea of orca golf is to inspire and encourage the broader Gulf community to use that orca as a symbol as has been um, preluded before. Uh, this huge animal who is so misunderstood in so many ways. It's the gentlest creature in the ocean with the most beautiful uh, paint job. Um, but we think <laughs> that it's this killer beast. It, 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 is, it has the tendency to kill, but it's not something that they do. It only happens if they're, you know, if they feel threatened, which most times they're not. They're apex creatures. But they live in the ocean with the smallest fish. And that's how we see golf as all-encompassing, as the bigger golf tournaments. But you also have the everyday player who could maybe wall us. What if we were to expand golf to little girls who were little Erica's and the little boys who could be, you know, I, I say Tiger because I can't help it who could become the Tiger Woodses and, you know, the Justin Thomas' and, you know, the Gary Payers of, of the world. If we don't offer that opportunity and if we keep it centered in a sphere that we make, boy, are we missing some old ladies hitting 350 yards um, <laughs> golf shots. Yep,
1: no doubt. So so I have a, a question for you. I have a little bit of a background in the, the golf accessory business and, and I was I was involved in that for quite a few years, but you know, it it, it seems as if you, you all are really focusing on the bespoke part of the business, right? Trying to to uh, you know really get into the to the ability of of customization and and talk a little bit about about that and your strategy in regards to that.
0: You know, everybody's different. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And so the average golf bag that's out there that there are tens of thousands of really say nothing about you. They're just a vessel to carry your golf clubs. Whereas what we try to do is maybe someone who doesn't want a fully customized bag, but they might want a really great quality bag that they could put their name on. Or maybe they have a, some type of logo that means something important to them or a date or something like that that then begins to tell their story. And when it comes to the higher end bags, where Erica really, I mean, she designs all of those, but when you get into really customizing a bag, now we're talking about zipper colors and the types of zippers and the piping and all of that, in addition to the materials, that becomes a walking billboard. That is your story. That talks about your journey. And again, I think we're living in a society now where our individuality is much more important to us than it used to be. You know, years ago, we didn't always want to stand out. Now we really want to stand out. We want to be proud of what we're going through and our journey in general. So, with that said, you know, we have we have this group of what we call our inline bags, which anyone can purchase. And again, some people don't want anything on it. They just want a great quality bag that's going to last longer than two seasons. Then you get the high-end ones. And again, people use those for gifts. They do them individually. They, they just really tell your story, just like, um, you know, the orca. Every orca is different. Their tail markings makes them different. So that's what we try to offer so strategically for us it's all about the individual. It's not about getting lost in the big ocean.
1: Yeah and I would say that I think certainly in the last 10 years mm-hmm. probably more like 15 the the market for individuality has gone you know through the roof. Yes. Is in, yes. in in the past, all manufacturing was was you know all all kind of consolidated and yep. people made certain styles and had to make you know certain quantities to hit those those numbers Perhaps. and to be able to yes. do that. And yes. I think that the world of manufacturing now has allowed something like what you all are trying to do to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's awesome that you've you've really taken this and kind of run with it a little bit
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some things we'll be doing uh, next year, which we can't really disclose right now, uh, but it is truly game changing. It is truly game changing. And um, it's just something Erica and I had been talking about for quite some time, and it <sighs> literally will support and uplift exactly what we're doing. But it really is long term. It's something that's long term and no one else is doing it. No one else is doing it. So.
1: Love that! I love hearing that. That's <laughs> that's awesome.
3: Yeah, because you know, because you know, and the the golf bag again. And it, it's not. It, it, when I started playing golf, and and maybe I'm probably not your typical uh, um, everyday person. Um, but I always wanted a bag that was kind of a little nicer, but it, it was always the car that I drove, or you know a bag that I purchased I couldn't go and I couldn't purchase a really nice quality bag and they would be nice when I bought them and I would be so excited but after two or three seasons I'm like oh my god I you know I'm not gonna go play on Sunday with you know looks <laughs> like that so um I noticed from then and I started playing packs about uh, tw- 12 years ago mm-hmm. from then uh we noticed that whenever we talked about something of this nature, people were always interested. And I remember five years ago when we started, we started by making one single golf bag. Um, for a friend of ours, of course, you always start with your friends because you know they're, they're not going to give you a hard time if it's horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a friend of ours. And, and incidentally, his first, the first bag, you figure your friend's going to say, okay, make me a black and white bag. No, he wanted a hunter green bag. And I'm like, oh my God, it's my first bag. Come on, Hunter Green. Where am I gonna find a Hunter Green material? But of course, you know, being who we are, there's we're, there's no giving up. We're gonna find that Hunter Green material. But um, but yeah. So we, when we did this, we decided um the the during that first year to go to the um the World Am was happening in Myrtle Beach, and those were the days when literally it was Deb and I still learning the whole manufacturing process and tariffs and back, you know, and, back and forth and, and the business, international business. And we would literally be logging our golf bags with us because we weren't, we weren't at a place yet where we are today, where everything was kind of more seamless. It was us going through the motions of a very young business. And uh, at the World, um, we met um, some golfers there, and I was absolutely shocked that day just seeing a couple bags that we had because we were just kind of doing a market testing with golfers because they were all golfers to see how they reacted to this idea of custom designing their own bags from the from ground zero as we call it and uh, they were we had an order for 45 uh, golf mm-hmm. bags that day mm-hmm. for golfers who wanted an individual golf bag, It was people who wanted their alma mater. They wanted their, the first time they had a hole in one. There was a guy that showed me a tattoo on his hand and he wanted to know, could I replicate that tattoo on the bag? And that was five years ago. And that was when we really realized that what we were doing really wasn't so crazy um, at all. That there were golfers out there. There was a niche of golfers who really would like a nicer quality bag one that was, pretty affordable and second their own golf bag because to them it was more than just something to put your clubs that we are hoping that orca will take that message to having a blank canvas and painting it your own because people who love golf love golf it's just the bottom line your clubs your balls you know the way you dress is important now we're adding the golf bag to that
2: yeah, I wanted to touch on, you know, what you're doing as far as, uh, really paving some new paths for in the, in the golf industry and on the business side, but what do you see out there when you're out there playing golf? Because I know you, you both play a lot of golf and what, what do you see as far as the opportunities for, uh, more women to get into maybe the business side of golf or merchandising or the golf course, maybe operation and. You know, I, I'm inspired by seeing what you're doing, and hopefully others get inspired. And I know they are. I know there's many, many that are, and there you can pave the way and almost be like the orca and have every have the, the other fish following you.
3: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Bob. That's a you that's know, a that's oh, a great. Point. Go ahead, Erica. Um, and then I'll jump um, in. Go ahead.
3: What I was going to say that there is an uh, there's there's wide-eyed attention from from women and young people. To get involved in the golf industry and and it, it it warms our heart every time um we're talking to people in general not just women um men uh, as well um what is what is so um bewildering to them is the fact that we are actually doing it because for, for a lot of women what they feel is fair fear that it won't work why because they won't have support mm-hmm. if 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 the larger organizations in, in, in the golf industry were able to just su- support or allow more of these women um, who, are, who are playing golf by, by the drove, we're, we're joining groups of women that there's one group that is 24,000 women on this group <laughs> and they're golfers and they, they, they golf well, but, and they could do a lot more, but they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing it because I don't Feel that welcome, you know. Even when we go to buy clothing in stores, we don't see that many women clothing. We don't see that many women anything. Um, the bathrooms on the golf courses, you go to the men's section first. And we're like, oh, we're women. No, put us. You know, we need to be there before you. You know. So <clears throat> the, the, the so there's wide-eyed um, attraction for so many women it's getting better seeing us and we're happy every day we wake up happier that we're doing it because we really are inspiring others to say you know what I've always wanted to do this in the golf industry with with kids or with veterans or with with adults but I just always thought that it wouldn't work so so Bob your question is yes Mm -hmm. there there is a a, you know a field of a course of, of women who are who are willing to to see how Orca does? Because we were either smart enough or crazy enough to enter at the golf bag level, which is perhaps the the the, most, the hardest we might think is the hardest to get into. So yeah, um, so I maybe.
0: think if I can just add on to that a little bit, you know, it's it's like spending thirty some years in the field of technology, which I have done, uh, was not popular when I started. And now you look at today and you've got most of the large organizations, global organizations, um, their technology being headed by women. Um, it, it was a tough road it's a, and it's still a tough road, um, but I will say it was very encouraging during the pandemic to see that the, I think um, NGF reported something like 600 and some thousand more people found golf and about 50% of those were women. That was incredible. But there's still, to Erica's point, there's still a fear of failure coming into the golf industry. Because again, the golf industry is still one of those industries. It's a good old boys network. And you have to have the strength and the thick skin and the determination to keep at it. And I have said this before, we have a lot of friends, um, of female friends who are in the golf industry and they came in through the clothing business which is a little bit more, I don't want to say it is easy because there are a lot, but it it is a little bit easier to step into that than it is to take on some of the bigger names when it comes to golf bags. Golf bags is sort of the taboo area that is owned. It's just like golf clubs and now golf balls. I just saw an article this morning by a new company um, I forget where he uh, they're out of, but doing the same thing, type of thing, where they're creating a particular ball, and they're building it around inclusion. Did you right. did you see the article, Bob, this morning? It was very I did. I read that. Yeah. I think I shared it with Erica. Very interesting what the gentleman was saying, and again, I think there is just this need for whether you're male or female or whatever it is you know, to get involved in the golf industry and for it to have the the types of opportunities that should just be available to anyone. Um, Yeah, it is unique that women are coming into the golf bag industry. I think there was one other woman who tried this many years ago. I was told I don't remember the name of the company, Uh, but, you know, not unlike technology, we still need our male counterparts specifically someone like Bob, who's become one of our dearest friends to help us navigate because navigating the industry is very difficult. It's very difficult, so. Yeah.
1: I, I knew those people.
0: Did you know those people? In <laughs> the, gir-
1: the girls in, in California. Yes, um, okay, yes. Yep. yes. Um, and the name of their company started with a B. It's- it's.
0: Um, yes, not Bender. Um, I know i know what you're saying bennington, yeah. bennington bennington right. bennington yep. yes yep. you are correct and again for whatever reason that was not sustainable
3: i don't know you know sold? i'm not sure
0: yeah things are a little i think it might have been so i'm just not really sure i can't remember but yeah i mean it's just um there are
3: just certain fields that are still
0: challenging yep. very very challenging
3: and, and challenging in the, in the way and that i mean people who are listening to this to this podcast it is not saying that we want, you know, navigation into what we do because we're women. Mm-hmm. We only want it because we have a damn good product, which is right. equal to or better than what's on the market.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So
3: it's not asking, oh, we're, we're, we're girls, we're women. Oh, let's yeah, let right. No, put us to the test. Mm-hmm. Give us the contracts. Let us show you what we have because so far the people with whom we have worked, we've blown them over there we've we've had you know clients and we won't say the name of the company it's a small small world with golf bags and they said i have wa- i have worked with this company for x years your service is like nothing i've i've, I've ever ex- experienced and they've moved away not because we we did anything special but our bags are equal to our better and there theirs and our service is top notch. So yeah, you're talking about give us the opportunity. Don't, I get don't it. Just say, Oh, well, I've done business with you know this company for 25 years. I'm sorry, I don't know about you. And I, oh, you're a woman. maybe you make it for, for women. We're like, No, look us in the eyes and, and listen to us, and you're going to walk away going, Who the heck are these women?
1: Yeah, you just want a, an opportunity, you don't yeah. want any, any, any.
0: Charity, you
2: just no. want an opportunity, no. right? Yep. It's all it is. It's all yes. it is. Yep. So, the uh, you know, Andy's been this uh, um, inspiration to, to me myself on in an own way with how he's done some things in golf and with different companies he started. So, I'm uh, just curious, Andy, do you have any thoughts or perspective to Deb and Erica on what you know? Because they're they're you know, started for a few years now, you've done some things for more than a few years, and um, your take on the industry, any advice for them?
1: My my brain's going toward all the, the details, right? So, so the one question that I wanted to ask is, mm-hmm. okay, that first person that you made a bag for, right? Mm-hmm. The Hunter Green bag, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're there. You have someone who wants something and you're gonna produce it for them. Mm-hmm. How different is the way you went about manufacturing? You know those first few orders um, versus how you're doing it now because there has wow. to be some sort of evolution to the process.
0: <laughs> oh
3: yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, neither one of us came from a background of understanding supply chain, manufacturing, logistics, shipping. You know, and and then who knew what would happen with COVID and the impact of COVID. So you know against being in the field of technology, I've always prided myself on being a lifelong learner. So even though um, I don't do that full time anymore, I'm still always, always, always learning something about technology. Uh, It's the same way in golf. It's the same way in manufacturing in general. It changes every single day. We're always looking for better. We're always looking for the the best partners we can find. And, you know, we go through periods of time like everybody does where, you know, maybe you need to change a partner. Maybe you need to change what you're doing, how you're doing it. We learn about materials every day. We learn about you know, regulations, uh, things we have to make sure our materials meet certain requirements, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. It's an everyday process. There is no book, just like technology. Here's the dirty little secret about technology, just so you know, except 33 years. The difference between someone who's in technology and someone who's not is people in technology have no fear. There is no black book we read. A lot of times it's learning on the fly. And we have no fear. That's all it is. That's all it is. But we have to be, we have to stay up on it so we can make sure we understand how everything interconnects. Same thing in golf. You would think a bag's pretty simple. Oh my God, 75, 77 pieces to every bag. Yep. Yep. And then we make changes. We'll use something. We'll look at it. We'll say, I don't like to look at that. And look at, why can't we put this on the inside? Why can't we do this? And bag designs don't change a lot. Bag design life cycles about five to seven years. And then a minor change is made. You know, years ago, it was not so much in Europe anymore. Still here in the U.S. 14-way tops are still popular. Nobody uses 14-way tops in Europe. They just don't do it. So... You know, we've had some clients who Erica's designed 14 way tops with, but we made some adjustments to the bottom of our bags, our handles, the material on the inside, everything down to the little details of the leather, leather and the stitching. We only use YKK zippers. We did. There's all this stuff we knew nothing, but that is a learning process every single day. And both of us do it. Both of us do it. We're always uh, returging
3: no go ahead andy um that one bag that you talked about those were the days when we had um a storage uh over by the um the, the public storage <laughs> so talk about changes today we have a, a, a warehouse the size of you know quite a, a, a place in texas so mm-hmm. that shows you the difference from that first golf bag and how the ma- how the manufacturing of the bags have changed. You can you can just imagine the process before. It's new finding new manufacturers, finding manufacturers who are more um, willing to think of the you know the, the earth and and sustainability. Manufacturers who are willing to to um, agree with the idea that we don't just want uh, ten thousand bags that are gonna be thrown away um, two years and finding um, those people that kind of you know, feel the same way we do about, you know, getting our customers the best that there is on the market.
0: Yeah, because what we we consider ourselves a boutique, not so much, you know, mass quantity, because we want quality, we won't, we will not compromise on quantity, or I'm sorry, on quality, for us to get a quantity of bags out there, we just won't do it. We just won't. So you also have to know that manufacturing, they love the tens of thousands of bags. They don't like a hundred (laughs) bags. So they're very difficult to find. You can find them. But again, now you've got quality issues. You've got all kinds of things uh, and working with them to make sure we work direct with our factories. We do not use third parties. We work direct with our factories and And most
3: she won't sure. tell you, Andy and Bob, but it's the brilliance of Deborah Bennett that really made people, people are asking us, how did you do it so fast? And I'm thinking, <laughs> fast? This was happening for 25 years. So <laughs> there's nothing fast about it. But I, I have to give um, credit to, to Deborah and her years of, of, of working um, uh, in business at that level and understanding, you know, what it takes to build a business from the ground up and do it pretty uh, swiftly. but when we when we came to the table, we came ready. We came with a foundation uh, based on our backgrounds and based on you know years of playing uh, playing golf and playing it in in private quarters, in in non-private quarters with some of the biggest figureheads and and the, the everyday golfers. So we learned one one of the um most important part of of moving Andy from that one bad to the, a warehouse in texas from a storage room um is that we've listened all these years to what golfers want so when we started the company we, we were starting going okay we know what it is that we want and we know what uh what golfers are asking for um the the final piece of it is to to, to walk into you know green grass stores and they they don't ask us do you make bad men?
1: yeah
3: and
0: to walk to the table having no fear because you really cannot have any fear you just well
1: i i'm i'm sitting here smiling because this was my life for a long time Mm -hmm. and and you know erica what you just said about um you know preparing for for your business for so long Mm -hmm. part of that is is absolutely spot on but I, for one, know just how much you're not prepared for mm-hmm. in, in diving into an industry of, of something you, you really have no experience in. And, mm-hmm. and the ability to learn about all the things that you have to learn about, Deb, that you just, you just rattled off like five of them, you know, mm-hmm. supply chain, you know, all, all of the materials, you know, the accessories, all that stuff. That you have to absolutely, you know, just just be be, you know, kind of have a crazy orientation into that you have no business doing, but right. your passion is there, and you learn it, and mm-hmm. you learn how to do it, and and I I just think it's absolutely <clears throat> fabulous that that what you you two are doing is is such an awesome thing, and and it's you can be as prepared as you think you are you're never prepared. Right. Right. You're, no, you're
3: it.
0: It my- it's you. It's you, Erica. It's you. And, and, you know, Andy, to your, to your point, um, you know, one of the things I credit my father who died at a very early age, um, you know, my father instilled in me, uh, a go-getter type you know, really pushed me uh, to do the right things. And I started a company back in 85. And the reason I started the company, this was years ago, this was a computer company. And the reason I started it was because I had this idea and I said to my father, here's what I'm going to do. And he said, you can't do that. (laughs) Uh And I said, wrong thing (laughs) to say to me. And you know what? I proved it to him. And he had to say to me, yeah, okay, you're right on that one. And you know, that that kind of set me up years later. And and again, you know, I thought about it, toyed with the idea over the years to start something new, but I think it was only after I met Erica and knew I had a, a partner in crime who could really, you know, sort of supplement where I was missing certain things, and then me complementing areas of expertise that I had that she didn't, it really is the perfect match and that has a lot to do with it as well. We're very supportive. I know what I know, she knows what she knows, and we don't know what we don't know. And that's okay because we figure that out. And then we have great people like Bob, who, and now you Andy, who can, who can help us with those things and we have, you know, can ask questions. because I know there are things in technology that are just things that I know that I don't even remember. I know right. until it comes up. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like knowing it at the back of your hand and you guys understand the golf industry like that. So although I can teach people technology, you know, you can teach us about the golf industry. So it's, it's real. And it's enjoyable. It's something we enjoy as well. It's not like, oh, well, there's a gap here, so let's just do this. No, we really enjoy golf. We love golf. We, we have the same competitiveness that everybody has who plays golf and want to constantly be doing better. But, um, you know, it's going to take us a little bit longer and uh, because we're so consumed with the business right now. But periodically we get, you know, get a chance to play. So, yeah. So,
2: so let me make sure we get that website in again as we... Uh, get to the 18th year of our show here, but, uh, right. orca golf, Orca-golf.com, orca hyphen golf.com. O R C A orca hyphen golf.com. So, you know, I, yeah, I've been very, very privileged and honored to, um, to know these two young ladies and, uh, get to know, uh, what's coming up down the road. So, uh, I can't divulge anything, but, um, uh, <laughs> you know, just if I I guess it's just, uh, you know, where, where do you see Orca Golf in five years um, without giving away too much of your secrets that you've shared with me? But um, the idea that you're in there, you're growing this and now getting some traction, getting some good momentum. And what you would you tease Andy with a little bit earlier? Is, I'll yeah. try to get the the, um, the scoop on this, Andy, for this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, but, for me, um, I'd like to see more Orca golf bags out there than I see any other golf bag. Um, People appreciating the quality, um, telling their own stories and, um, you know, hopefully playing a little bit more golf, but just being, you know, we're already proud of all the work we've done and, and where we've come to and all of that, but to really see the company take off and, uh, be a, a a name that people think of when they go to buy a piece of equipment. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, for, you've got the bag, you've got the clubs, and you got the ball. You know, those are the only things you absolutely have to have. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we want to be we want to be the bag of choice. That's what we want. That's what we yeah, want.
3: For yeah it's I, I think I think I can I can dovetail off of that. I think the 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 work that we're doing and, and we, we hope and we feel that you know, when, when a golfer, a serious golfer, or not so serious golfer, wants a really good golf bag that they can afford, that it will be no question they're going to Orca. Because uh, it, it's w- one of the things we feed off of is, we feed off, uh, my, my aunt would have killed me if she heard me say it, the teacher and her. One of, one of the things is hearing what customers say, that means everything to us. Mm-hmm. And whatever a customer says, we take it to heart and we, we, um, we, we work with them and we work on it. And uh, it, it, the overwhelming thing that we hear from customers are these three words, I love the back. I love the back. That's four. Matt mm-hmm. probably not that great. <laughs> but um, people, that's what we hear. I love the bag. And second to that, the service. And that's what we want. And that's what we feel is going to take us even further. Because like I said earlier, we do have the product. Um, test us. Uh, when we saw the, um, the USA uh, Soul Hand Cup team, I'm sitting there going, I, I, I know I can design a better bag. I, 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 I don't, I'm not asking if I can. I know I can. And I know our company can produce a better bag than what, they, what we see. And I probably shouldn't have said what it is, but, and, and again, get, talk to us and let us send you a sample of what we can do for, you know, the Sohan, the Ryder Cup, whatever it is, because we don't, we, we're not thinking we can. We know that we can, make, we can make those golf bags because we've done it before, but we've only done it with individuals. Now we're going to, um, to the bigger golf community and the bigger market um, in golf. Um, and, uh, and I think this, the, the fear is that for these people, one that looks and sounds like me and, 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 and you know, Deb. So, uh, again, it's what the customers say that make us feel that the answer to that question, Andy, is we want people to be the go-to company for a, a golf bag that, you know, you, you feel proud when you pick it up. Just like when you hit that hole in one or that one good shot the entire 18 holes it was terrible but there was one shot you know that feeling that makes you go oh yeah there it is you know after like a hundred shots before that's terrible that's how we want you to feel about your golf bag not just something that you know you just uh stick the golf bags in and we've had some interesting stories from people who you know um designed our bags on our website we have you know some of them we can't put them all But we have some of them and and the stories behind those bags are intriguing. Um, When we launched our new website a a few days ago, the comments were great. And a couple of people said to us, but, you know, on that custom page, you know, this little piece of it is, and that's all we needed to hear from three people. We went in and we changed that because when we sat back and thought about it, it was very important what those three customers had to say. So even though the overwhelming number of people had positive comments, we still took into consideration what those three people said, because it made perfect sense. So it's not just willingly going by what people say, it's thinking about it, looking at it from a strategic and you know from a financial uh, point of view, because we're in this business to make money as well. <coughs> the giving back and the uh, growing the game is a part of the overall story. But that's what we hope um, five years from now will, will happen.
1: Well, I don't know, I don't know much of anything, but one thing I do know is if you continue to have customers walking around saying they love your product, you'll be successful. Yep. And that's obviously what's
2: going on right now.
0: Thank you. We appreciate it. I that.
2: agree. Thank you. I agree. Well, it's the, you know, it's the product, it's the vision, it's how. Uh, uh, certainly we'll be doing some things uh with Walker with Reimagine Golf out at our Trident Golf Club. So we'll have to come back on an on a future show. And as we build out our, our plans there for something very innovative in the golf industry, we'll be ready to share that. And uh it's been always a pleasure to be with you, Deb and Erica. We might have
0: might have lost, lost Erica her. there, but I'll I'll certainly pass along the yep. info. Um
2: but I uh, I guess the, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon uh, for sure with uh, your other new announcements. So we'll make Absolutely. sure we'll try to get the, the scoop on that. Uh, Bob, I'll hand it back to Andy for the wrap up here, but uh, thanks so much, Deb.
0: Thank you both. Appreciate it so very much.
1: Yes, I'm going to get the season and the episode down here, Bob. <laughs> it's a wrap. Whatever. Thank you so much, Deb. It was it was great hearing your story and, and uh, listening to you. And it does warm my heart personally because I just, I know what you're going through and I know what you're dealing with. And I know just how much the satisfaction of being successful at what you're doing means. So I think that's awesome.
0: Thank you. Thank Um, you
1: very much. You're welcome. So that's a wrap. Um, Season four, episode two, Love of the Links with Deb and Erica Bennett. Boom.
0: Thanks for listening to Love of the Links Golf Radio. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our website is littlelinksers.com backslash love. You can email us at loveofthelinks at gmail.com.